This isn't a real deep theological message today, but I really want to encourage you today. Because, listen, there's some difficult things going on. And, you know, we, we talk about the world, the world, the what's going on. Listen, the world in us is difficult. The worldly stuff in us is difficult to deal with sometimes. And we're dealing with some hard things in our lives. And I'm going to give you a little precursor of what we're going to be talking about the next couple of weeks. I'm talking about this today. Next week, I'm going to talk about, get, prepare yourself. The title of the message next week is Heart Murmurs. Okay? And then, then after that, I'm going to talk about being still. Oh, my goodness. Just say those words and I get anxious. And I'll give you an example. If all of a sudden we just went silent. That's kind of uncomfortable, isn't it? You know that most of us, I'm raising two hands and a foot, do not know how to be still. You, you get me, don't you? You get me, yeah. And I'm not talking about not doing something, but I'm talking about being still and knowing that he's God. But that's down the road. That's something we've got to get a hold of. Because in those times, that's, I believe, when the Lord speaks to you. That's when discernment can come. That's when you can get direction. Sometimes we're just running, man, and, and any old, when pressure comes, any old direction to get off that pressure feels good, and it seems right, and the enemy will take you down the wrong road every single time. So, the title of the message today is, why Jesus? Not, why Jesus? Why? I don't know about you, but I've been there that week, this week. Why Jesus? Why? Why me? Why? That's not the question. No, listen to the emphasis. Why Jesus? Because there's lots of choices out there. Why Jesus? See, we, you get to decide to choose him every day. Why do you choose him every day? Do you even remember or even know, know why? If someone asks you, why should I choose Jesus? Can you tell them something other than, well, you won't go to hell? That's a big one. That's a huge one. That's probably the, the mother of all ones. But that's not the end. That's the beginning. And so, why Jesus? I want to remind you today of why you were following and walking with Jesus. Why Jesus? I want to remind you because, listen, I understand there are times when it would seem like it would be so much easier. Listen, I just want to, I just want to quit. Do not, please. I'm all about leading people to Christ and making them understand we serve a loving God, this and that. But please, please, do not say these words. Man, if you come to Jesus, man, your life is going to be great. Everything's going to be smooth. You're lying. There's going to be tribulation. There's going to be problems. There's going to be headaches. There's going to be things come against you. All of a sudden, all hell rises up and says, wait a second, you're the enemy now. You used to be mine. You're not anymore. I'm coming to get you. So it's not going to be a bed of roses. There's going to be some thorny days. But why do we continue to do this? My opinion is, where else are you going to go? And what else are you going to do? But I've had to remind myself. See, Psalms 18 in verse 2. And let me just remind you of why, Jesus. The Lord is my rock. Let me stop right there. Now, I don't know about you. When I read that the Lord is my rock, I'm thinking, oh, there's a big rock. Here's the way I see it. I'm in the ocean, and there's this big rock that I'm clinging to. And I hang on to that, 
and that is my safety. The great thing about Christ is even if you start slipping, he'll grab and glue you to that rock. He's a rock. Remember this when difficult times come. How many people out there, and you hear this all the time, well, when I was growing up, my dad was the, our rock. Mom was our rock. My grandmother was our rock. My this was our rock. That's great. What are you saying? These are people in my life that were stable and helped me be stable. That is who our Lord Jesus Christ is, a rock that's stable. For me, it's the only stability I have in my life. He, it says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. Now, I like history, and I, I watch his, history, and there's been a whole bunch about Hitler and this and that, and he had the eagle's nest, and it was way up in the Bavarian mountains, in a, I mean, it, sheer rock cliffs, and it was a fortress. Almost, they thought, impenetrable. Yeah, well, they said the Titanic, even God couldn't sink it either. Guess what? Guess where it's at today? Yeah, don't, don't tell God he can't do anything. Because the minute you say, well, God, you can't do this, he is going to prove you wrong. Your fortress. Now, when I'm thinking of a fortress, I'm thinking I'm inside this thing that's impermeable. I've got this fortress. The Lord is our fortress. He's the one that protects. He's the one that surrounds. So why Jesus? That's another really good reason. Another really good one. Young people, listen, everybody, I believe, now this is my own belief, I believe everybody in the planet is looking for security, somebody to care, somebody that will be stable, Somebody that they can go to when times are difficult. Somebody that will walk them through things. <laughs> Jesus every time. Every one of those things, you could put Jesus in there. He's our fortress. And here's a big one. And my deliverer. Yes. And if you don't think you need to be delivered from something, you need to come up here and get delivered. Because... That's what he is. He can deliver us. Now, here kind of sometimes is the problem. Some people don't want to be delivered. Do you want to be delivered? Yep. Or do they want to be delivered? No, I want to hang on to what I want to hang on to. Listen, I have people coming to me a lot say, I want to be free of this. Well, you really want to be free of this? Yes, but this is how you're going to make me free of it. That's not the way it works with the Lord. You want to be free? And, and I'm going to get into something here that some of you, may, we may have to say, ooh, because, you know, when you pray that dangerous prayer, search me, O Lord, guess what he's going to do? He's going to search you. And all of a sudden things pop up and he says, look at that. Okay, i got to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. Look at that. I don't want to deal with that. It's going to keep popping back up till you deal with it because it ain't going away. You said, search me, God. Search me, God. See, search me, God. See if there's any anger or frustration in my life. There it is. No, it's not. There it is. No, it's not. There it is. No, it's not. You can deny it if you want to. But the truth is, if it's there, listen, can you be delivered? You betcha. Is it easy? No. Sometimes, do you know, sometimes deliverance is a dogfight. Now, I, hey, I would love that. Say, you know what? Free. You're free. Boom. And I'm delivered and I'm free. And sometimes it works that way. For me... For me, it's just like, well, here it is, rising up. Okay, God, how do I fight this? I gotta fight this, gotta use the word of God, I gotta stand, I gotta pray, I gotta do. I have got to do what I've got to do. 
But see, that's a lot of Christians don't want to put in the work to do what they've got to do. They just expect God to do it all. He's already done it all. You've got to walk it out, folks. You know, we have to do the walking part. We've got to. He'll walk with you. He'll help you. He'll guide you. He'll strengthen you. He'll encourage you. You know, my cross-country runners, we got one of the best runners in the Upper Peninsula sitting with us today. She's one of the best 400-meter runners in the whole UP. You know what? I can encourage her, and I can strengthen her, and I can do all these things. Guess who's got to do the running? Her. But I can encourage her, and I can strengthen her, you know. And when her lungs are about to blow out of her chest, <laughs> you know, she's still got to do the running. See, he's our strength. How many people need strength today? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Every day. There's days I get out of bed, and, I, and listen, I don't know about you. I'm just being really transparent and really honest because and that's all I know how to do. There's days I get out of bed and I say, Lord, I don't want to face today and I don't want to face the things that I've got to face because there's all these things and I'm overwhelmed and I just want to pull my head over, my covers over the head and say, that's it. I'm just going to ignore it. It's just going to go away, but it's not going to go away. Sometimes when, I'm, when he, we're weak, he's strong. We've got to acknowledge a weakness. Listen, I am a strong-willed man. I can do a lot of stuff. I don't understand why I'm not a little bit quicker on, you know what, why do I have to exhaust myself physically, emotionally, spiritually, every other way, before I finally say, help, Lord. And he says, well, I'd be happy to help you. I'd have helped you a long time ago if you'd just shut up and let me. But i got to do it myself because I'm a man. And my wife's real good about that. She just shakes her head and says, well, go on then. She knows I'm coming back around. You know, when I crash, amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for that. See, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my strength, in whom I will trust. you got to trust Him. That's where we have to put our trust. He, now listen, I like this, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. He's all of these things. So again, I ask, why Jesus? There's why, right there. In Psalms 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. So what is He? What is He? He is, Acts 4, 11 and 12, salvation. This is the stone which is rejected by you, the builders, which have become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name. I want everyone to hear this. There is no other name under heaven. Not one. You name it. And if it isn't Jesus, you're wrong. No other name given under heaven among men by which we must be saved. I think that surely should clear up a whole lot of stuff for a lot of people. See, salvation is more than just fire insurance. It's a lot more than just that. 
That word Savior, deliverer, um, perseverer, Jesus saves us from hell, delivers us from bondage, and preserves us as well. See, the Lord is in all these things and more. He is our hope. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope, now listen to this, fill you with all joy. And then if we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength, then that joy brings us strength. Even in the middle of difficulties, if, the, if, if the, of our hope of glory is in Christ Jesus, He will fill us with this joy and peace. Do you know how many people are looking out there to try to find exactly what I'm talking about? Joy and peace? They got, they're, they're millionaires and they can't find it. You can't buy it out the shelf at Walmart. I've tried. And let me tell you something. People get confused. They get a shiny new toy and they think, I'm happy now. How long does that last? Let me give you an example. You get a new vehicle. You get that new vehicle, and I mean, isn't it shiny and polished, and it's got that new smell to it. You know what I'm talking about? And you just love getting in it. And here's your statement. Nobody is ever going to eat or drink in this vehicle. It's going to be clean like this forever. Because this is my treasure from God. And two weeks later, you find French fries in places you didn't know French fries could fit. And especially you got kids. You can forget all that clean stuff. Out the window it goes. And then what happens? Three months later, well, this hunk of junk, no good for nothing. Kick the... Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was your blessing just a month ago. So it isn't about the stuff or the new. That's not where it is at. That is not where you're going to find your joy. Because listen, I had a truck, man. It gave me great joy. 400 miles later, smack, hit a deer. My joy was gone. I'm like, brand new truck. It's not pretty anymore. I don't like this truck anymore. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. What exactly? Look at all the French fries. Where, when is enough enough? One airplane's not enough, gotta have two. That'll give me joy. If I get three, I'll be happy. If I get a bigger house, that'll be great. Let me, a bigger house just means more to clean. I want to downsize to a matchbox so I can go, oh, we're clean. <laughs> Come on. You hear what I'm saying? Do not. Your joy doesn't come from that. Hey, is it cool to get some stuff? Hey, I'm all for it. Man. I want to rejoice with it. Get new stuff or great stuff. But don't make that your joy because when that's gone, so your joy goes with it. Exactly right. You know, that's exactly. The more you got, the more you have to maintain. Hulkamonga. I don't want nothing. Yeah, you know, because I watch, I watch you, know, you know, contracts and they got 17 vehicles and this and that. Guess who's got to maintain 17 vehicles? You know how much money it takes to maintain? And then you got employees, and they didn't buy it. They don't care. If it breaks, they say, hey, boss, it broke. On to the next. <laughs> or sometimes they won't even tell you. Yeah. Well, I got it. Hey, well, what happened? Well, you know, see, what was happened was, <laughs> see, see, what was happened was, you know, Frank, he got in the truck, see, and I was with I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Make that I didn't want me. But that Frank, you know. It's always funny that they always do it, but they are never around. Well, they did. Well, who is they? Remember, we were out in Portland, Maine. We were doing a missions trip, and we were, we were, putting, 
we're putting flyers on window shields. And somebody came up and told this man, which is the wrong man to tell, you can't do that. He says, well, why? He says, well, it's got this and that. And he says, they said you can't do it. And he said, well, who are they? He, they said, well, you know, please. He said, well, when they show up and tell us, then we'll stop. <laughs> they never show up. They broke it. That, you know, that mythical they. So what else? Why Jesus? Here's the other thing. Romans 15, 13. Now, this is where I'm in the middle of it. All joy and peace in believing that you, that you, may, that you may abound in hope by the Holy Spirit. And what is that word? That word hope means, ex- hope means expectation, trust, and confidence. I can abound in expectation, trust, and confidence because of the power of the Holy Spirit that's in me. We can have hope because Jesus is in us, in us, no matter what we're facing. And this is the thing. Listen, if we base our joy and our hope and, and, and our strength on our emotions, on what we see, what we feel, we are never going to be happy. Because there's days I get up and I hate myself. I look in the mirror and say, I don't even like you. Let alone anybody that's around me. Now listen. Understand my heart in this. There's days I get up and I say, I don't even like you. I love you, but I don't like you today. Woo! Pastor's got marriage problems. No, I don't. I'm married. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's a fact. You know? Well, I've been married 47 years and then I have an argument. Do you live together? Are you, are you living together? I mean, yeah, maybe if you're in Tucson and they're in Alaska. But if you're in the same house at the same time, you be lying, brother. Because two people coming together, let me tell you, there's some turbulence in that entry. What else? Why Jesus? Joy. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet. I'm thinking, yeah, man. I want to eat, you know, like ice cream in our house. There's a few things in my house we don't skimp on. I won't say it's because I'm so spiritual I'm listening to this verse. Ice cream. If I'm going to eat ice cream, I'm going to eat the fattest, nastiest stuff on the planet because it's good. Peanut butter. Jif. Extra crunchy. Because there ain't no dude in green tights going to live in my cabinet. (laughs) Just saying, right? And toilet paper, because my tushy deserves the very best. And so, I don't know where I got, oh, I know where that, I know where that came from. Eat the fat, drink the sweet, okay? And send portion to those to whom nothing is prepared for. This day is holy unto our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord. Can we find joy even in the midst of it? That's strength to us. Because you know what? People can't find joy. They're miserable. There's no joy in Christ. Why Jesus? That's why Jesus. That's where joy is. That's where strength is. That's where help comes from. Joy in Him gives us strength to deal with life. Now, one thing that we used to do, and we probably need to get back to, I hadn't thought about this. When things come against us, when we, when we first got married and stuff, and we would be dealing with difficult times, We'd say, you know what? We are going to move in the opposite spirit. All hell is breaking loose. It's frustration. You know what? 
Here, here was our thing. We were going to make homemade pizza and homemade malls, and we're going to party. We're going to move in our, We're going to find joy, and we're going to get excited. I don't care what's coming against us. We're going to move in the opposite spirit, and we're going to find that joy in the Lord. We are not going to just submit to this. Don't submit to it. And this is where the fight is. Because, listen, I understand. When you get up and you got this coming at you and this coming at you and this coming at you and that coming at you and this coming at you and you have responsibilities, those are heavy sometimes. When you're a parent, you're the head of a house, you're a mom, you got kids, there's a responsibility that's heavy. But we can have joy in the middle of it. And here's another one, John 14, 27. Peace, I leave with you. Boy, there's a whole bunch of times I need to remind myself of that. Wait a second. He left me with peace. My peace. My peace. Jesus' peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. Let, now this is a good one. Let not your heart be troubled. Never, neither let it be afraid. Now, we are living in an evil day. Okay? We cannot, as the body of Christ, be afraid of what is out there that may find its way in here. Not fear, discernment, wisdom, but who's got the authority and the power? We do. Okay? And I've always said this. Any, anybody that walks through, listen, people are going to be coming in here and they are going to be jacked up. And if you don't think so, you're wrong. And if you're looking for that perfect church, the minute you step foot in it, it wasn't perfect anymore. Well, God, wait a second, wait a second. Don't tell me you weren't the underbelly of society when you walked through the door. I was, because I was an unsafe heathen. Okay? So, what does that mean? We use wisdom. Here's my thing. I believe that God's got the power to deliver anything if people want deliverance. My thing is this, and I've said this and I'll continue to say this. The spirit that's on them or the demon that's in them is going to leave, or they're going to leave, but something's leaving. Something's leaving. They can take it with them if they don't want to be free, but something's leaving this place. We don't have to get in fear about that. We can have peace. Peace. And in Philippians 4, 6, this is a big one. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. Those are the two things that need to be guarded today. Because your mind gets a hold of something and then it gets in your heart and it starts flowing out of your mouth and now all of a sudden you got a root, man. And I'll give you an example. Guess, guess what I heard about him. You know what you've just done? You've just planted a seed in her mind. Now all of a sudden, she's considering this. She's meditating on it. Then pretty soon it's in her heart. Guess what? Next time she sees him, she's not going to see him the same way because her heart's tainted. So we need God to protect. Now listen, I am not talking about having spiritual discernment. That's not what I'm talking about here. We need to have spiritual discernment the day we're living in especially. We've got to have discernment. You've got to have a right heart. And so when we talk about heart murmurs next week, you'll have an opportunity to repent for some of the things to go, hello! You can deny it's there. Go ahead. You can fool me. 
You can fool people in this church. You can't fool God. And guess what? In the night hours when you're all by yourself and you're laying your head, you know too. You know too. Why, thanks. I'm trying hard. See, it says we, the, his, the peace comes from him, and he is willing to give it. It's not conditional, like the world's mindset. Even in spite of circumstances, we can have peace. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to wind it down with this. How do you find this peace? I'm going to make a statement. What you meditate on will either give you peace or steal your peace. I'll give you an example, okay? I've got some things. I, I'm, I keep throwing my wife under the bus here, but I've got a honeydew list, right? It's true. I, I've got a honeydew list. And if I meditate on that honeydew list, I'm thinking about all the things I'm not getting done, my peace goes out the window. So my solution to that, I'm not thinking about the honeydew list. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> That's right. I'm casting down the honeydew list because it's causing problems in my life. That's, conven that's convenient theology. But, but listen, what you are meditating on is going to is going to give you peace or steal your peace. I have to give it to the Lord. You know? And what are we supposed to meditate on? Things that are true. What's noble? What's right? What's pure? What's lovely? Now listen, I'm not saying, listen, understand, I'm not saying that we ignore things. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, you know, when, when trouble comes, if I want to find peace, let me tell you what, meditating, you want chaos in your home? Let me tell you how to get it. You meditate on everything that's wrong with your spouse. Meditate on that. See how that works out. But instead, I'm going to meditate on, hey, you know, the help me. And she can do this, and she's great at that. And I'm thankful for those things. And guess what? She's not perfect. But I guess neither am I. But we need to, we need to meditate on these things that are good. Whatever of a good report, whatever there's future, is anything praiseworthy. I'm not saying ignore, I'm not saying ignore sin or ignore faults and ignore that. Because listen, we're all imperfect and God's working in all of us. And I don't know of any of you that can say, I don't have one of these in my life. See, you'll never forget that either. You know, next says, yes, I can. Well, now I got one of these. <laughs> yeah, put it away, put it away. <clears throat> Meditate. These, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. It says in Psalms 46.1, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Oh, that word refuge means shelter from danger. He is a shelter from danger and very present in our troubles. He helps us overcome. It says in 1 John 4.4, 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that's in the world. And we can rely on that. So I'm going all the way back to the beginning. Why Jesus? I just gave you a whole bunch of reasons of why Jesus. Is it easy? No, it's a fight. Because the enemy doesn't want you to have any of these. He doesn't want to have peace. He doesn't want to have joy. He doesn't want to have strength. He wants you to be weak, beat up, beat down, feeling useless. That's what he wants. But that's not what he gets. 
We get to choose. So my, again, my thing is today, why Jesus? That's why. And again, I'm not saying smooth sailing. So here's what we're going to do today. Right now, I'm not going to bow our heads or close our eyes. If you need Jesus today, this guy I'm talking about, raise your hand. I want to pray for you. We'd love to pray for you. And don't be embarrassed because we've been praying for you. We've been praying for salvation. We've been praying for people to come to be free, to, 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 to know Jesus. Okay? But here's the thing. I'm being an opportunity today. So you can't say, nobody told me, nobody gave me a chance, nobody said anything. No, that loud mouth in the blue suit stood up there and yelled for an hour. Now you have an opportunity. If that's you, praise God. We'll pray with you. If not, I'll just, you know, that. so now you, you have to decide, hey, if you're good, then you're good. Between you and the Lord. But why Jesus? That's, there's some of the reasons why. There's some of the reasons why. So again, he's our rock, our fortress, our deliverer. He's our strength. He's our hope. He's our peace. That's where we need. That's why he's the foundation we need to build on. If you know nothing more than, Jesus, I don't have all the answers, but I need your help, that's enough. He'll help you. You know, I feel bad sometimes for our young people because somehow they feel like they've got to be something to be accepted. You just have to be. You just say, I surrender, and you're accepted. And love. Given all these things, they're yours too. All right, I see this hand over here. Sister, are you wanting salvation? Is that what you're raising your hand for? No? Okay. You just raise your hand worshiping God? Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Don't want to miss. Don't want to miss. Tony. All right, we're going to pray for that right now. I know a lot of people deal with anxiety and depression, and I want you to know that every prayer service we have, we are praying for that. We are praying against that spirit. It's prevalent today. It's demonic, and it's got to stop. We have the authority. Why? Because the Holy Spirit lives in here, and he gives us that authority. Amen? So, Father... We right now pray against depression, anxiety. Lord, anxiety, a panic, which all comes from a root of fear. Lord, we thank you that you'll step on the scene and you'll bring peace and joy and fear has got to go in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. And we release that right now into the spiritual realm, Lord, to to be taken care of. People that are dealing with that right now, Lord, we thank you that they will be made free. That's maybe their mountain. And we say be cast, be removed and cast into the sea. And so, Father, we lift up this day to you. I thank you that, Lord, today, we just, just a reminder of why Jesus, because of not only because of all the things you do for us, but because of what you've done for us and who you are in us. And so we give you praise and glory and honor today in Jesus' powerful name. Amen.